Are we ready, Spaghetti? Are you starting that abruptly? Yes, we're ready, Spaghetti. God, I'm just looking at my phone. You're ready, spaghetti me at, like, alarming rates. Well, this is what happens when we're not in person, because then I can't see what's going on. Yeah, fair enough. Well, I am ready, Spaghetti. I'm very excited for our episode, our part two on religion. We're actually adding some structure to it, so all those <laughs> structure fans... <laughs> You're uh-huh. going to like this episode. Okay, so welcome to I'd Kill a Spider for You. My name is Catherine. And I'm Carmen. And this is our bi-weekly podcast where we talk about a variety of topics, you know, big issues, small issues. I feel like we should start stealing uh, Trixie Mattel's and Katya's intro. Like, we talk about whatever we whatever want because it's our podcast <laughs> and not yours. Um, that's basically it. Yeah, that's and we are doing a part two of our three-part issue on religion. If you want to check out our first part, we talked about our relationship with religion and how we feel, how we've developed as people. But this episode, we were trying to get some different perspectives. So for this episode, we're going to be doing two separate interviews, one with someone who is quite religious, one with someone who is the absolute opposite of that. For the religious segment, we're going to have our guest who wants to be known as the goose. And (laughs) we'll have our lovely friend, Caitlin, who was on our Christmas episode with us for the other part. Yeah. And I think, I think that's it. And maybe when we get into the episode, we'll talk about the difference between faith and religion. So that'll be fun. So Carmen, do you want to introduce our guest for the first part of our interview? Sure. So this is Bleep. Hi, hi folks. I, I just want to say I'm very happy to be here <laughs> on um, I'll Kill Spider for You. I'd Kill a Spider for You. You know, he doesn't know the name of our podcast. But <laughs> Never <laughs> listened to it, doesn't know nothing. <laughs> He has listened before, though. No, no, it's, it's, it's my second favorite podcast. Uh, <sighs> and he says, he says that we should do things uh, on video because we emote very um, funny. I've got ideas, by the way. I'm not, I'm not just here for the religion, so I've got ideas, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, once, so- once quarantine is over, or once our self-imposed quarantine is over, we got to <laughs> start filming our wretched faces talking about this stuff. Exactly. Um, so essentially... Bleep. And I met through a dating app, which is very funny. Wait, who's not using my name? Oh, can we bleep his name out? No. His, how many bleep are there in the world? Bleep. It is a fake name. <laughs> yeah, but people know. People know me here on these streets. Here? Who knows you here? Okay. So it's okay. So let us be respectful of our guests, and I will call him. Call me the goose. I'll call him. I'll call him the goose because yeah, he's really into having a down jacket that he doesn't need. So, <laughs> Are we gonna get a gander into the goose's uh, perspectives <laughs> today? This is awful. <laughs> awful. You don't. No, it's fine. You missed the pun. It's fine. No, try to get the accent. I couldn't get You can get our accent, anyways. It's fine. Uh, this is my friend. He works in different types of uh, technology-related things and it, uh, is paranoid about people finding out who he is. So He was yeah. once chased yeah. by a Canada goose into a river and he hasn't emerged from there. So he's coming <laughs> okay. to us live from that river. Exactly. So that's why we call him the goose. So the goose and I met through a dating app. Uh, we went on a date where he proceeded to tell me about Jesus and children. Wait, wait, wait. I didn't tell you about Jesus on the date. Yes, you did. Well, you told me that your family was, like, religious. And it, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But no, but that, we'll get to that, folks. The <laughs> goose will tell you all about it. All about Jesus. Uh, yeah, we, we went out, and then I was I realized that the goose was here for a, a, a good time and not a long time. And I was like, guess who's not getting involved in that? Yeah, this you know, one. It, it gets too cold out here. You know I mean? <laughs> yes. 
So anyway, so now we're good friends. We hang out. He makes fun of me. And uh, that's the dynamic of this relationship. He makes fun of me. I make fun of his accent. We get into arguments, right? Yeah, man. Carmen is, is she's a gem. She is. <laughs> See, Catherine, I'm a gem. You sound like a fake accent. Anyway. Um. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm trying to announce it more. You know? I'm trying to sound less rude, you know? Oh, less More rude. polished. Oh, please don't. You know no, please do. Enunciate. <laughs> Speak clearly. I mean, that's fair. We're going to talk to Bleep because Bleep has, has a very interesting relationship with, I'm going to say his faith because Bleep, from what I've heard, is not a fan of religion. No. So. I do them things. Yeah. So, Catherine, do you want to ask the first question? Yeah. So, we want to ask you first off, what's your background with religion? Well, Catherine, thank you for the question. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so my background in religion started when basically I was forced to go to church every Sunday by my mom. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Mumsy. And your, your mom also has an interesting background with religion. Yes, she does. Um, she was uh, raised in Islam, but she converted. But yeah, so, you know, every Sunday, man's was just trying to watch cartoons, but Mumsy dragged him to church <laughs> every single Sunday without fail. I tried to get out of it sometimes, but, you know, most of the times I had to go. Um, sometimes I actually managed not to go. I actually managed to watch cartoons, do my own thing, everyone went to church. It was a great time. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that was my background. Mostly always getting dragged to church. And then, after a while, I started to go on my own because church was actually quite bad enough. It was mm -hmm. a lot bad enough. A lot of fun. Hanging out with the lads, you know what I mean? Yeah, and then, yeah, it was just... It was just a part of my life until about 20 when I realized, but I thought that I knew everything about God and the Bible and stuff because I read it so much. And I was like, okay, cool. I know all about that. Let me live my own life and do my own thing. And then 30 comes and I'm back to, back to Jesus. So now you're 30 and, and you've decided Jesus is, is, is the way it's to go Lord, for you. It's Lord. <laughs> live your life. Uh-huh. Um, that's great. And... So I know that you have recently been looking for churches in Toronto. Mm. How have you found that experience? Because, I mean, the pandemic hit around the time when you were like, oh, I should really be going to church. And then the pandemic hit. Well, like, like I said, the thing about finding a church is, you know, the religion com aspect comes into it. Because, okay, so at the end of the day, people may say they worship Jesus, but they actually are they actually learning about the right doctrines or are they actually preaching the right doctrines about Jesus? And the thing is, that is a very important uh, aspect in finding a church because at the end of the day, the wrong doctrine can lead you to hell. <laughs> can, the wrong doctrine can lead you to, to hell, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, it's very important to... Because at the end of the day, humans are humans, right? And, like, you have people could say they worship Jesus or worship whoever, uh -huh. but at the end of the day you have to follow God. So find the church, you have to find a church that actually teaches about Jesus, the, the proper doctrines about Jesus. Right. But I was waffling there, but... No, that's good. And so, I mean, now you're going to a church. I mean, first of all, I'd like to say that John found this church in a very racialized part of Toronto, and we know a lot of those don't exist. Big up Jane and Finch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which is where you're going to find the church with uh, our people. So um, that makes sense, I think. It's a sense of community. But the church that you go to, they don't speak, like, they speak English, but then they also speak 
something else. Oh, right? so I found a new church, which actually speaks. Well, it was a Ghanaian church, or speaking Ghanaian, um, which I didn't under, with Twi. I actually don't know what language is. Maybe Twi. It's Twi. Yeah. Twi, yeah. So they were speaking Twi. They actually understand what they were saying, but I knew it was about Jesus. So, you know, <laughs> like every time they said Jesus, like, hey, yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> But I didn't actually know. I actually understand you know, the preaching. <laughs> like uh-huh. they did try to like translate into English sometimes, but I was getting quite lost in the in the shuffle. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I knew that they were teaching the right doctrine because basically it's all about being saved by grace, not being saved by works. Um, because like if you if if everyone is sinners, you can't. Jesus came down to earth because you can never work your way up. You can never work your way up to God. And, you know, like, at the end of the day, if everyone's sinners, there's no possible way to be right with God in terms of the fact that if God is perfect and you hate sin, if you're a sinner, there's no way you could work towards being right with God. The only way you could do that is only through grace of believing in Jesus. Mm. So... I see. So that's the reason that it's important because a lot of church, hey, you know, yeah, you know, like, oh you know, pay, pay money and you could get, you know, guess this to heaven, you know, like a lot of places will be <laughs> I think you're you, talking oh. about the Catholics and I resent that statement, but go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, a lot, of pe- a lot of people will tell you different things about how you can get right with God, where at the end of the day, if God is perfect and we are not perfect, there is no way, we all fall short of the glory of God. So there's no way to get right with him unless you just believe because Jesus died for your sins. So um, that's the doctrine that's important. And when it's, it's, it's not easy, it's not always easiest to find a church. I've been to a cult before. And like, <laughs> Which cult? I mean? Do you know what cult it was that you went to? It was, it was just a denomination of, like, it was a denomination of Christianity. But, like, when I went there, you know, it was all good. They were feeding me a lot. You know, <laughs> like, things were great. But, you know, they started speaking about, oh, don't you get, you can get baptized by... Being baptized could get you saved. And at the end of the day, the Bible says that there's no works you could do to get saved. The only thing you could do is believe in Jesus. Believe that Jesus died for your sins. So after that cult experience, <laughs> I was Wait. like... Oh, <laughs> Are you sure that was a cult? Or was it just a, re- just a regular well, church? Well, well, apparently it was on CNN, so I'm guessing it was a cult. Oh, no. Oh, okay. So it was a, it was a cult cult. It was a <laughs> white robe cult. Oh, no, it was a white... It was like a... It was like a Christian cult? Like a Jehovah, was it like a Jehovah's Witness, we all wear suits? Cult? It was, it was like, a, a, like, there was no suits. Everyone, everyone was very friendly and they do a lot. Of course like they feed you a lot. Of they always, they yeah, do. well, that's why I kept going back. But, <laughs> like... Uh, take note, my friend. But, like, when they start introducing things into the Bible that is not there, that is really, <laughs> you know, cultish kind of behavior, so... Yeah, so, okay. So, so do you... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, do you... Does it matter to you, like, denomination? Like, would you... Does it matter if it's, like, a non-denominational versus, like, a Baptist church versus, like, a... Uh, denomination doesn't matter, as long as the denomination is, like, is preaching biblical stuff. So, like, I know that some... Like, I don't really know much about Jehovah's Witnesses or things like that, but I've heard, you know, So let 100,000 people into into heaven only? Yeah, I've heard tales about all stuff they believe and, like... A lot of it doesn't sound biblical, but I I, don't, I haven't done my research into Jehovah's Witness. I don't even, you know, like if you're putting anything into the gospel, it becomes a religion because now you're telling, you're kind of li- like Jesus is supposed to set you free. And like by introducing all these rules, you're just, you're limiting people and you're kind of, 
taken advantage of their love for God to kind of like gain from it to, to kind of gain from it so like you told me what you told me that you went to a church and said women couldn't wear trousers or something like that yeah so it's like you know just like things <laughs> like that that's like that's so irrelevant to like your sort <laughs> like like you know what I mean that's so irrelevant yeah because like, I don't think soul. God cares whether or not you wear pants especially yeah, like, if Jesus wore robes I mean I just <laughs> say in the bible you're not supposed to wear clothes from other genders and shit like that does it yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure. I'm pretty sure it's there in Deuteronomy somewhere. Bring it up. Bring up the Bible verse? But I'm pretty sure that kind of thing is in Deuteronomy. Like, stuff like that, or stuff like you can't, like, wear cloth from the same whatever. He wasn't in pants. We know this. Uh, hey, listen. Women's robes and men's robes were different. <laughs> um, that's really funny. But yeah, um, I think I think that's that's, that's a fair assessment. That makes sense. I mean, Jean and I have conversations about... Um, um, so I was, I was the goose. Sorry. The goose and I um, have conversations about religion because, you know, my family was very Catholic um, and obviously he is not and he finds Catholicism to be... Um, uh, Bad? A, scam? <laughs> a sin? I want to say a sham sham. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, I just would, like... Don't you guys have to say like Hail Mary, like 10 Hail Marys and stuff to a priest? You have to say, uh, first of all, it's not 10 specifically. It depends on what your sin was. So like... He calculates the amount of Hail Marys you need to so be good with God. does he say he's Hail Marys to? Or does he bring all the Hail Marys to God? He's like, collects it through... Like, well, I think the idea is that the priests are like a, like a, like a radio transmitter to God. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, so he's like the middleman. Yeah. But... Jesus was the middleman. Oh, wow, you can talk. You can talk. <laughs> was he the middleman or was he the man? <laughs> well, he was the man, but he's also the link. So he was—he's the man, but he's also like he's the one who came onto Earth to teach. So he is the link to the visible God, because he is God, but he is also the link to the visible. God. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, all right. So let's move on to the second question. So, what does because I obviously religion in and of itself doesn't seem to be a, that important to you. What does God mean to you, and what exactly do you believe uh, in terms of God? Uh, so first of all, believe that Jesus is God, because it says in John chapter one, <laughs> you know, the Word was with God, the Word is God. So Jesus is actually the creator of the world. But um, what, what was the question again? I forgot. Oh, it's what is um what does God mean to you, and what how do you perceive of God? Well, yeah. So, first of all, like Jesus is the savior, mm-hmm. but also like like I think God is obviously God's our creator, but God is also I think God is actually the person who loves everyone the most. But I feel that people don't get that because they have this like idea of God to be a douchebag. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I got, you know, like a couple, couple burnings here, and you know, a couple drownings, a couple drownings, yeah. Um, but I do feel like uh, God. At the end of the day, we're all made in God's image, so we do have attributes of God, and I do feel like we kind of unfairly feel like God kind of tr- is trying to control us, or is trying to mm-hmm. what's the word? trying to control us or trying to make us live on some unpleasant existence when it's actually the opposite, where it's actually, he's actually trying to free us. And the thing is, at the end of the day, like, like 
you can still do whatever you like. You can still do whatever you want. Like God doesn't. If God actually wanted us to stop, you know, like you know, I used to smoke a lot of weed. Yeah. If God, if God wanted like us to not smoke weed and stuff, he could easily stop. He could easily stop that. But I think what God's actually trying to do is he's trying to teach people about the destructive behavior of sin, which is destructive because we know from the society we live, we know from the world we live in that sin is destructive. And I feel that God is actually trying to set us free because the thing is, we are slaves to sin, but the but sin, sin's actually not that fun. <laughs> like the thing is, it's like once you actually get deeper in a relationship with God, you start to you start to kind of see the lies and the you know some of the lies that society tell you, and you know like you start to see that society is actually the one that actually you know religion is part of what kind of holds you back because religion is what oh you shouldn't eat this oh you shouldn't do that like. Mm-hmm. That is that all comes from society. That all comes from religion. That never that never comes from that never came from God. God's actually trying to. He actually wants you to live your best life, and you live your best life will glorify Him because it's all about the glory of God. And you know, so I feel like that is what God kind of means. It's like He's actually like the reason Jesus died is to actually free us from sin. It's not, oh, you know, oh. Oh, we can't have sex now. Like <laughs> literally, he's actually trying to g- g- give you the best sex, bro. Like he's actually being like, yo, like the first commandment he gave to Adam was like, yo, go multiply on this earth. Like now it throws it down, Adam. You know what I mean? But it's like society's kind of like twisted, <laughs> twisted everything about God to make it seem like, oh, God doesn't want you to do when actually God's actually trying to give you the best relationships. Because he, you know, why is he telling you not to sin? Or no, why is he telling you not to lie or not to sin? Like, he's trying to give you the best relationship with people and give you the best relationship with him. And that's, that's when you really prosper, when you actually see the truth of what Jesus came to do. Okay. Um, but, that's great. you know, you can't, serve, you can't serve God and serve the world. Like, it's, I, you can't have both masters, right? So people choose what they, who they want to serve, you know what I mean? So, like... Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I get that point. That does make sense. Do you think capitalism... <laughs> why, why is always going to be when you, okay capitalism what about you know give you teen time um do you think that capitalism uh, is it, this like would not be a conversation with Carmen if there was some <laughs> some political well it leads in well because the next question is what do you think of the societal effects of like religion and so hey let's talk capitalism let's go yeah, like do you think that capitalism is at odds with faith with like your faith um Yes and no, because the thing is, like, for, for, uh, like there was a capitalism, all of that. That was built by us humans, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we built this money and all these things. This that was a design by us, right? Mm-hmm. So we still have to live in this world, this fallen world, where we still have to kind of play by these. But like capitalism, for example, is like, like I work with technology, right? Right. And because of my faith, I feel like I have to be very responsible. Because mm-hmm. the thing is, with technology, no one's responsible with this shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what, what are we building AI for? We building AI, like, AI could do so much greatness, yeah, but we building this so that we can get more money. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So, like, for me, like, personally, my faith means that I have to be responsible with kind of the projects I go into or just the way that I, like, build, build systems, build, like, software engines. Like, I, yeah. I, I, can't, I can't be... Trying, I can't be self-serving. Mm-hmm. I can't be self-serving in this in that space. Like I have to 
you know, especially with like software engineering stuff, like, <laughs> you know, like for me, like I still have to work in this space. Mm-hmm. Like that's my job. But at the end of the day, like because of, you know, like the commandments of, you know, like love your neighbor as yourself and all these other commandments, you know, I have to always be responsible with what I do. So even, you know, like I have to teach other people how to code. I have to, you know, I have yeah. to always look out for like other people. Like I can't, I can't, I can't be self-serving in these things. So that's where like my faith comes into that. But yeah. And then you feel, yeah. And so you, so I guess you wouldn't be like working for MI5 or the RCMP anytime ever. I don't know. I don't work for New York they pay me in it. Pay, like, they Capitalism. No, but I, I didn't, no, but at the end of the day, we have to live in this. We have to live in this society. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I can't give back to the poor if I'm one of them. Jay Z, black out. Jay Z, Jay Z, quote the scripture. Jay Z. In a religion episode. I like, I like Jay Z. <sighs> Not as much as I like Jesus. <laughs> My uh, question for you is that so. I know, obviously, you don't seem to have that much ties to, like, the way people interpret the Bible. Mm-hmm. But the way the Bible was written as a reflection of the version of the religion that existed 2,000 years ago. So how do you reconcile those sorts of things? Well, how, how do you mean? Because, okay, so the Bible is written by people performing the religion at the time. So all the things that they're talking about in the Bible are the religion of the day. But... You don't have a problem with that, but you have a problem with religion as it is now. Um, but how do you mean religion of the day? Because the Bible. Well, because... never... well, no, no, no. What was you gonna you were gonna say? Um, because the thing is, the Bible, like the Bible. What, what do you mean by the religion of the day? Like, well, it was um... written by the people who were worshiping Jesus at the time. Well, at least the the like New Testament of it is. And then the Old Testament, quote unquote, is Jewish scripture from their particular style of religion. Yeah, so like, yeah, so the Old Testament is, yeah, so the Old Testament is basic. So basically, the Bible was written, so the Bible, the Old Testament was basically pointing towards Jesus and the Savior. And like, I know there was a lot of stuff in the Old Testament that people don't really be agreeing with. But like, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, the Old Testament, the Old Testament is just, it's literally just written just to show, like, to show what. Was it? <laughs> Well, how do you mean? No, it was, it was written to show how, like, it, it was written as, like, a backdrop to why Jesus needs to come, because... You? Okay, I'm sorry, I just, okay. Uh, you, think that, you, think that, you think that the entirety of the Jewish religion exists as a backdrop for another religion oh, no, first? About, I'm not talking about the Jewish religion. I'm talking well, about that's what the, the Old Testament is. This is the Torah. Yeah, so, so the, the Torah is written... Because the thing is, I'm not, I'm not super knowledgeable. Okay. My religious but, history, like, self is, like, is, like, warring. I can't, against being respectful, like, I can't. Like, so, so my understanding was, like, because the thing is, like, religion was running rampant back then. Like, it was running rampant back in the days anyway. Like, religion's always run rampant anyway. Rampant. Like, there was a Pharisee and stuff. But, um, so, like, as I understood, as I understand it, um, the Old Testament, obviously, is like stories and stuff establishing why there needs to be a savior. Because the Torah, what it was like, it's based around the Ten Commandments, right? Where Moses pulled down the Ten Commandments from the mountain twice, the twice, yeah. and you know, was, <laughs> you know, was showing people that these are the, the laws and stuff. And then the New Testament was Jesus coming to fulfill them laws by saying that these are the laws 
but you know, like Jesus, he, he came to say that these are the laws. He, Jesus was, he was, he was like, I know Jesus is seen, seen as kumbaya, but like he's seen as very kumbaya. But if you read the Bible, he was very spicy towards <laughs> religious leaders. Like he yeah. was, he was like, he was very nice to the outcasts and to people that had a, a lot of humility and things like that. But he was very spicy too. But like, yeah, was, of course, like, merchants, rich, causing, like, causing, like, throwing hands in a temple. Yeah, like you know, like like this was, that was his father's house, you know. I mean, like, I put hands in my father's house too, right? But like, um, he, like he was very spicy to religious leaders because he knew what they were doing. Like they were, they they kind of took the Torah and they were adding things. So you know, the Torah says, for example, you know, keep the Sabbath holy, and keeping the Sabbath holy just means take a day off, you know, like have a break, chill with your family, chill with God. But like they were establishing rules, like hey, you can't. You can't work on the Sabbath and things like this. So they were kind of establishing all these extra law, like these extra laws that was not God's intention to kind of like control people. And he was, he was very spite. Like he was very, he used to beat with them a lot. Like later, like he will heal people on the Sabbath, and they will criticize the, the religious leaders will criticize them for it because it was like, oh, like the law says you shouldn't work on the Sabbath, but you're healing people. So it's, well, I don't know what the question was. You, you say it's trying to establish religion, right? Well, yeah, no, it's just because it's just, uh, I was just wondering, do you perceive the Bible as written by men or by God? It's written by God, but it's inspired. It's, it's, so it's written by men, but it was, it was inspired by God. So there was certain people, there were certain people who were, in, like, who were inspired by God to write the Bible. Mm-hmm. So like, you, like the apostles, you feel? Yeah, like... Yeah. Heard it from God. Well, yeah. Okay. That's yeah. See, I'm I'm out of my depth here because I I don't remember my like religion. Again, is just like vibrating with. <laughs> but, but, that, but that's the thing. Like I, I think with like the thing is with the Bible, the thing is with, with Christianity or being a follower of Christ is everything is based around love. So it's not like it's not based around rules or you become born again. But being born again doesn't mean you're not a sinner anymore. Right. What being born again means that. You, you're, you're aware of your sins and you're just walking towards righteousness with God. It's just all about being deep in affection with God so that you feel like you don't want to do these things no more. Like, God is telling you that, like he says in, in his word that the greatest commandment, in, like when the disciples asked Jesus what is the greatest commandment, he said the greatest commandment is, you know, love God with all your heart. Obviously, you know, everyone does in that one because obviously, like, yeah. But like he said, uh, equally as important, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And you know, he put condi- like there's a condition there. You can only love your neighbor as much as you love yourself. And the thing is, like that's all. Even Paul says in the Bible, he says, look, love, love covers a multitude of sins. Because if you love people, if you love people, you're not gonna want to do, you know, you're not gonna want to like lie to them or things like right. that, right? And so like. That's what it's. That's what the gospel is really based on. And you know, like Jesus, he died because he loved mm-hmm. the world. That's where the non-judgment comes into it. Because at the end of the day, you know, like God was, Jesus was very, like he was very um, consistent about not judging other people. And you know, like and and um, yeah, I mean, just to like build off of what Carmen said earlier, real quick, the idea of um capitalism and christianity are kind of completely at odds 
like because Jesus was like rich people are not getting into heaven. He was, like, <laughs> he was, he was, uh, he was very anti. Yeah, he was quite anti-establishment. So Jesus and if, if God, if God is, if, if Jesus is God, and God says that you have to like just like not have any money and abandon all that, then how do you reconcile that with your faith? Wait, say, say again. If he, if he said not having any money. Yeah, he's like well, rich people are not getting into heaven. So how do you reconcile well, that with he, your faith? He never really said rich people. Not yes, he did. He said it's easier for a, a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter heaven. Yeah, and he no, said, that, there's no, multiple no, times that, where he said, I said, and I say again, he said, I said this again, but yeah, rich people so, are not so, fucking so, getting into heaven. You give up all your money and you go live in the desert, is what he said. So even, even there was a part where he, like, someone came up to him and said, oh, how could I get into heaven? How best He said, give away all your money. Give away all your wealth. And he said, oh, give away all yeah, your riches. Yeah. And the guy was like, you know, you didn't want to do that. Like, <laughs> God, like he never, he, he's not talking about, oh, if you're rich, you can't get in. He's saying that you can't serve two masters. Like, you can still be a rich person who loves Christ. And, like, it's, it's more about the love of money over the, the love of God. And that's the thing. It's, like, it's more about what you... It's either you serve the world or you serve God. You can't serve both. And that's, that's where the rich part comes into it because I think... He's probably just establishing that, you know, like maybe mm-hmm. rich people do have that self-righteousness. Mm-hmm. But that's why he always went to the sinners and out, you know, like because they'll have more humility about them. It wasn't really about rich people can't get heaven. It's just about the fact that rich, like rich people may feel like, hey, look, that's me. I'm, you know, like why, <laughs> why, 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 are, these, why are these Jesus? Like I've got, I got, I got Rolexes, you know what I mean? I got two watches on, you know what I mean? When it comes to like getting into heaven and things like that, it's, it's just literally about, you know, like at the end of the day, he said, it's literally about God save, God loving the world that he gave his son. If you believe, you should not perish. It's, it's, it's not really about your, your, what you have or what you don't have. Like, I would very much that like... That sounds like a broad-ass interpretation, but okay. I would, I would very much like to perish because internal life sounds like actual literal eternal life yeah yeah yeah. oh my god yes john just one more question john let's 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 not comment real quick oh sure 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 but you know but the thing is you know eternal life is though right like i know eternal life i know in the car rooms they make it seem like angels the thing like here so if i die i'll just stay dead right no no so like because that's just i need a good sleep i feel like like that's going to be needed at some point in the future later on so the eternal life is just knowing God. So knowing God is basically because God is the source of everything, right? Uh huh. So if God is like knowing God is like you could science you learn in science is knowing God because God is the creator. Like that is eternal right. life. Okay. So it's not like it's it's like the good things in life or you know the interest you have, for example, right? Like for me, music, for example, me playing music is glor- is glorifying God because God. So I just want to make sure. <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, with, for, with, with your question. For eternity in heaven, hanging out, it feels like a long time. The nah, I like it's boring. Days. Very, very boring. <laughs> but the thing is, you can't, like, you, like, life here is not boring. So why would eternal life be boring? I don't think. Uh, I'm like, tired now, man. Yeah. Like, question, yeah okay. Exhausted. One ahead. final question I just want to ask, because um, we just wanted to clear some stuff up. Do you believe in the devil? And demons, and what do you think demons do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and don't scare me because this shit always uh, makes so, me yeah, nervous. The, yeah, I do believe in the devil. And demons is demons is just spirits. So, like, you can't say that. Yeah, I mean, so they're not real. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I have my moments. No, so like. 
demons are just spirits that just dwell, like they're they're bad people. Well, they they demons are kind of like when Jesus when Jesus was um was he was gonna get arrested, right? Yeah. Peter tried to like he tried to stop it by yeah, and he said, "Get behind me, like get behind me, Satan," right? Because uh-huh. Like the spirit that is that is the spirit of a demon, basically. Like the spirit of demons is just bad, like anything bad, bad like yeah, bad so vibes, bad energy, bad vibes, bad, bad vibes. vibes. <laughs> it's just bad vibes. It's like it's not, it's not, it's not one of them ones with the horns and that. It's not like them horns and all it's just like you have the spirit of God which produces good fruits, and you have the spirit of the devil that produces bad fruits, and that's that's basically it. Okay, well that's not that scary. That's fine. Catherine, is that your question? Um, yeah, basically. Well, that's good because I didn't want to get scared, you know. Yeah, I, I kept it light. Actually, I'm, yeah, I, I kept it light. <laughs> um, well, that's good. The beast cares about his people, mate. Of course, of course, you care about your people. Um, Catherine, I've been uh, trying to get him to read more about liberation theology because, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like that would be more his speed. Yeah, so. probably. Yeah. Right. I just, okay. I'm just, you know, it's on, fine. Come on, Catherine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for the smoke, man. I'm here for the smoke. <laughs> I just find that there's just too many. I mean, there's so many outrageous and egregious contradictions in uh, the Bible. So, like, do you, so what do you think about, because there are many, like, I don't want this to go on too long because we got another interview to do, but um, things like, um, like, like, uh, books of the Bible that were in the Bible originally and then are no longer in the Bible. How do you, like, things like that. Do you think those ones were just, like, rejected by God? Because they were rejected at a council of dudes. Because um, they were, because a lot of, um, like, what's in the Bible as it is right now was decided by people. So what do you, you think about, like, uh, books of the Bible that are no longer in there? So you mean, like, the Bible changes or things like that? Well, yeah, because during the schism, um, the Catholic Church got rid of... uh, Was it the Catholic Church? Well, basically. A version of it. Yeah, the Catholic Church got rid of a bunch of the the passages in the Bible. And, like, certain things, like Revelations, people were like, some crazy dude wrote that. And then, like, the way the Bible was written, like, you can trace, like, when it was written, how it was written, what... um, books were copied from other books like mark is the oldest and the other ones basically like copy paste like segments of it stuff like that (laughs) does like the actual logistics of the writing of the bible and the formation of the bible affect your faith or is it uh i I would say this uh like just like to people that think that the bible has been changed the thing things like that um at the end of the day, God is sovereign over everything. He even says, like, he's like, hey, look, there's no calamity that I, like, I do not control. Like, basically, people can't do anything to the Bible. Like, basically, God is so, so like, God is so sovereign. People can't, there's no, it's not possible for people to, like, to have that kind of thinking, you would think, you think that God is smaller than he is. Because at the end of the day, God is the one who literally controls the universe. So, you, so you think it was like an intentional thing that it's not in there anymore? Like, do you I, think the Bible as it is is as it should be? The Bible is as it should be because okay. at the end of the day, God controls everything. Like, well, then where's free will if God controls everything? I'm not gonna lie to you, but free will. I'm not gonna lie. Like free will. Like free will is kind of overblown itself. Like. <laughs> 
we don't have free will the way we think we do because even God is so, so then we don't have any control of or over our choices? We have control of our choices, but we don't have the ultimate deciding. So, we so have if someone's going to be a terrible person, if someone's going to be like a rapist, God's like, yeah, I, wrote, I, I totally decided that. High five. No, no, because God doesn't decide people because sinners, everyone is sinners by nature. So God doesn't decide it. Even like, you know, like at the end of the day, they killed Jesus, right? So, like, it, it wasn't God that killed Jesus. It was the sin of man. But if God, no, what? Okay, God, okay. If God is, no, no, if, I mean, if like, Jesus has point. to die for our sins, then God did kill Jesus. No, no, Jesus no, no, even no, like, no, Dad, do thing, I have to do this? Like, no, what are you talking about? Is God, God, like, nothing, nothing's out of God's control. So God, could per, God permits things to happen. Like, he says it. He says, look. Like, he's like, there's, there's no calamities that I don't... Like, he permits them to happen. Like, he so permits then, them to happen for ultimate good. <laughs> but he doesn't... Like, at the end of the day, it's the sin of the people that killed Jesus. But he permitted it to happen. Like, so he didn't God, want it to happen. So, wait, wait, wait. Hang on, hang on. So, in <laughs> your estimation, these people... So, God wanted his son to die for everybody's sins. He's like, this is how it's going to happen. Yeah, these people, the people who are the ones who do this horrible thing are now sinners because they're doing what God wanted them to do? I'm not going to lie to you, but... <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you, but I, the thing is, I didn't want to get this deep into it because it's kind of crazy because I was literally reading a book about the sovereignty of God. But basically, it's like, we are sinners anyways, right? And God knows, like, God knows what's in people's hearts, right? He knows that Jews is... He knows that Judas is going to betray Jesus. Oh, uh, 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 okay. The Judas thing is complicated because in one of, I think it's in Mark or maybe it's in whatever one of them, he, there's a part where it says a spirit entered Judas and then he committed the sin. So then that's like, well, so is it a demon that's entering Judas and making him commit the sin? Or is it the spirit of God entering Judas and no, making no, him commit a, the it's sin? A it's, a, it's a demonic But then why would it be a demon? If, okay, we got to stop because this can go in circles all day. Um... <laughs> How could it be a demon if it's God's will? I don't. Anyway, anyway, we have one more. Let me just explain it. Basically, because obviously God, God is like God knows everything that's going to happen, right? So, so then God doomed Judas. I'm so Judas didn't have a choice. <laughs> if if, uh, G- if Judas was to, to to betray Jesus, Judas didn't have a choice. Judas was betrayed by God. Judas I'm was made lie, by God to like, to kill his son. Like, the thing is, like, it's complicated, but <laughs> God is sovereign over every, like, everything that happens, God permits it to happen, so... It sounds like he's, like, a bad fan fiction writer who just, like, just, like, <laughs> writes terrible stories, and you're like, bro, that doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> Not really, because the thing is, it's like, at the end of the day, he is the creator of the universe. Do you believe that God is a man? He's a spirit. So well, just... Genderless. Genderless. Spirit. Like, he's a spirit. Yeah, like, so genderless. Yeah, he's a spirit. Okay. Well, at the very least. At the very least. Well, <laughs> mine is going to be a fucking man. Oh, no, thank you. Um, yeah, so should we end it there? What would you like to promote? What do you want to do? Hold on, hold on. We'll do that in a second. So, uh huh. yeah, thanks Sleep. <laughs> for being on the episode. <laughs> And I really appreciate your opinions and your Thank beliefs you. in God and your um, and your explanations because they're very helpful. Mm-hmm. And beyond that, that's it for good anything news. to like, any good news to promote? Any? <laughs> uh, I've got a mixtape coming, y'all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah. Do you have anything to promote besides that? Hey, Joe three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes shall not perish and have eternal life. And and now and there's a bonus offer. If you give your life today, Catherine and Carmen will send you a gift bag. <laughs> Sorry, so wait, hang on, hang on. We're going to be involved in paying for people's salvation? (laughs) If you give your life to God today, today, call in now. If you would like to give your life to God, call in now, call in now. We're taking calls. Feed to the goose, and then goose will enter you to a raffle. Yeah, it's the goose raffle for the glory of God. Oh, man. Okay. So this is going to be our second interview that we're doing. Thank you, Goose, for your <laughs> insightful words. But now we're going to have Caitlin join us, who was on one of our Christmas episodes with us. Mm-hmm. And we already discussed how we've known her forever, and she's lovely, and um, was a fellow angry atheist with me as a teenage girl. Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited. This is going to be great. Caitlin, welcome back. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me back. I was very careful not to speak until you introduced me. I <laughs> for that last time. Literally everyone does it. We just like edit it out. They're always like, oh, hi, I'm this. And I'm like, all right. Oh, so good. Anyway, um, so we're going to start. Caitlin, I know that we basically, I mean, for anybody who wants context, yeah, we all grew up together and uh, in high school and in middle school, we, um, yeah, we we were kind of mean about religion. (laughs) To say it lightly, I think. I really like the asshole atheist comment. Um, I think I was just an asshole in general, but yeah, definitely an asshole atheist. Oh, yes. Um, Catherine, I can't remember what the first question was because I do not Sure, have sure, it. sure. I have them all listed right here. Okay, so we're asking the same questions um, of you that we asked of our other guests so we can get like an even view on I mean, we say even view. This is 100% a lopsided, <laughs> lopsided <laughs> discussion. We had a discussion with a religious person, and we're not religious. And now we're discussing something with a non-religious person, and we're not religious. So this is just going to be high fives the whole time. <laughs> um, okay, so our first question is basically, what is your background with religion? Okay, so much like Carmen, I grew up with a very religious grandmother, like very, very religious. Her father was a minister. So she came by it honestly. And she was one of those religious people who, you know, the the picture of a bad religious person as, you know, you'd say like a left-wing person would paint them. So hated gays, uh, hated anybody of any other religion. Like (laughs) so much so that like she was involved in the infighting among Catholicism. Like you weren't a real uh, believer of Jesus. You didn't really follow Jesus unless you were a Baptist, like she didn't like Catholics, like really extreme. So that was the background that I came out of. Yeah. So when I was young, uh, my parents, so they weren't super religious, but my dad, obviously growing up with that um, crazy woman, uh, had some religious feelings. So they took us to a Unitarian church and uh, we can talk about the white savior and nonsense-ness of uh, Unitarian churches if you want. Oh, yes, please do. But yeah, that, I don't actually know what their, like, what the difference is with unit, like, I don't know what their, like, I don't know what their spiel is specifically. Okay, so my experience of Unitarianism, like, this is my disclaimer, it might not be what everybody's experience was, so I don't mean to paint everybody with the same brush, but ours 
was definitely uh, based in Jesus, mm -hmm. but trying to give sort of like a dip a toe in all other world religions. Wow. So yeah, wow. yeah. So we would like learn kind of what I would assume actually religion class would look like in a Catholic school. Like you learn about Jesus and you learn about the Bible and everything that you would learn uh, at church. But then like you're dipping your toe like, oh, today we're going to talk a little bit about Buddha. But this would be like in Sunday school after church. Like church itself was pretty much pretty, you know, Jesus Bible heavy. And then we did like we read some stuff from the Torah and we did some Buddhism, some stuff from Islam, from Judaism. And all with the sense, and this is a sense that I had as I think I was probably like 10 when I stopped going, so grain of salt, that, you know, obviously Jesus is superior, but here are some other things that other people believe. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it was interesting. Uh, I stopped going as soon as I could. So as soon as my brother, like, stopped going, he's nine years older than me, uh, as soon as my parents were like, yeah, fine, you can stay home. Uh, I was like, okay, I'll stay home with him. And I stopped going because it just didn't make sense. Catherine, you talked last time about the um, Santa Claus atheist. I did. Oh, I can't love that you listen. <laughs> I, I prepared. I prepared for this. So I love that so much because that's exactly what happened. I was like, okay, Santa Claus ain't real. Uh, spoiler alert if anybody's watching with, or listening with their children. Santa Claus ain't real. <laughs> uh, the Easter Bunny isn't real. The Tooth Fairy's not real. You know, you go through this period of time. I was, I think, like five, six when this was happening for me. And so the obvious logical progression of that is like, oh, God also isn't real. Mm. And right. I just didn't understand. Like, I didn't want to continue going to this building full of these idiot adults who like didn't believe in Santa, but somehow still believed in God. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, so like, so again, this uh, preceded and probably started my asshole atheist phase. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. That's, uh, that's how it went. And then, yes, I entered my asshole phase uh, with you guys. And oh, bonding. Wore a cross every day for some reason, just to be uh, super annoying. Oh, you did! <laughs> I remember that. I yeah. had literally just forgotten until this very moment. So that's so funny. Uh, inspired by Crazy, our favorite movie of the time as well. Ah, uh, yes. Well, um, I'm sorry. Just as a side note, that is a French Canadian movie about like a dysfunctional family, and we were all like. Best movie ever. Like ever. a bunch of teenage Yo, girls. I have it on DVD, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, it is sitting right outside my room. Movie marathon. Oh, my God. So good. Yeah. That's so funny. I didn't even think about that. Fair. Um, Caitlin, can you briefly talk to us about the lovely magazines your mother used to, your grandmother had us? Uh, wow. Well, I'm sure she didn't want us reading them, but um, we <laughs> yeah. read them together. Yeah, the Brios. Uh, I actually thought about this when you guys asked me to come on, and I wish I still had a Brio, but I think Catherine and I burned them all. Oh, we did have a, a bunch of, like, sacrificial bonfires. That is true. Yeah, so I don't have a copy, but Brio was basically a preteen, and I think they had multiple versions, so going from preteen into teen, magazine for Christian girls. And it would talk about anything from mission trips to why premarital sex would send you to hell, uh, anything in between that could be remotely construed as relating to religion and Jesus. 
So there were lots of articles about, you know, these little white kids who went on mission trips with their parents and saved, you know, the, um, the locals from their heathenistic religions. I'm sure, I wish I still had a copy because I'm sure even with like, with our 20, what, 16 glasses on, or 20, uh, sorry, I mean 2006 glasses mm-hmm. on, we thought it was ridiculous. I think if we put on like 2020 glasses, we would be outraged at what it said in here. Yeah, probably. We'd be mortified. Yeah. God, yeah. Even as teenagers, we were like, that's not right. That's not yeah. cool. Like other religions can be cool too. And you all are kind of monotheistic and come from the same source. But okay. Yeah. God, it might have actually been younger than that because I feel like we were like making fun of these when we were in like the eighth grade. Oh, I, well, I got them my whole life. So oh, I had them, I had them for a really long time. I think she stopped when I went to university, but then I get pamphlets, you know, on why premarital sex would send me to hell and how I should only study certain topics in university because, you know, again, send you to hell. I'm assuming I, I kind of block out some of the finer details, to be honest. See, that's, that's fair. I do remember us reading that article. I think I might've brought it up with uh, our other friend that we interviewed about what was it? It was like giving a gift and it was talking about like your virginity and like, if you crumple up the gift, Yes. Like yeah, but that one or like passing around a piece of tape or a marshmallow or something. Oh my and god. And it was like I think this actually we did we might have done this in one of like the high school um youth groups that we went to where it was like you passed around a marshmallow or a piece of tape and it's like you at the end you're like look at this used up piece of tape or this disgusting marshmallow like that's you if you have sex with more oh than one god. person. Have you guys watched Jane the Virgin? I have not. Oh yes, of course you have probably wouldn't it's it's the exact same thing her mother gives her or her grandmother gives her like a paper flower and it's like this is your gift and and when you let a man touch it before marriage it gets crumpled and it's like this whole thing in the show anyway uh so it's it's a a popular trope among crazy christian grandmothers (laughs) see my grandma couldn't say shit she had kids before so did my grandma it didn't stop her well oh wow ministers She was a minister's daughter who was deflowered during the liberation of Holland in World War II. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's how my dad came to be. And uh, my dad is very insistent that he's not a bastard because technically a bastard is born out of wedlock and not just conceived. Ah. I think that's a technicality. <laughs> you're, you're a poor father. Yeah, that poor, poor man. As soon as I learned how to do math, he was in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so fucking good. That's really funny. And so, uh, Caitlin, we also want to ask you, like, in terms of your belief system or where you are at with all of that currently, um, like, what does God mean to you or, or what do you believe? In general? Yeah, I think um, I, I don't believe in God at this point. Um, I am a scientist, not that there aren't many scientists who do have faith and are able to find a marriage between their faith and their passion for science. But for me, where I see maybe a greater power or just sort of see the craziness that is the universe is in those details in science. Like the fact that our DNA is over 90% similar to that of a mouse. Like to me that blows my mind and like that fills me with wonder. And so a lot of the stuff that I see and do through my work and 
that I've studied in science really fills me through wonder. So that's a little bit of my religion, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, and I think this is probably a little bit in reaction to my asshole phase, I think my sort of philosophy, um, not that it's based off of Patton Oswald or Michelle McNamara, but <laughs> that it says it so well, and you guys already said it, like the world is shit. Um, 2020 is especially shit, but the world is shit. There's so many terrible people out there. So as much as you can, just try to be kind. And for myself as well, I try to be quiet as much as I can, which is funny if you knew me before. (laughs) I try to be a lot more contemplative, a lot more quiet, and a lot more kind. So that's where I am with my spirituality and my beliefs. Well, that's great. I mean, I think that makes sense. And it also does. it's funny because <clears throat> none of us were quiet, but I guess we'll get <laughs> into that at another time. Just to, um, just because uh, Caitlin and I had very similar journeys and honestly kind of together when we were um, teenagers, do you want to talk about your witchy phase? Oh, for sure. I still love all things witchy, like... Right? My partner Sean is rolling his eyes now that it's fall, and I'm getting <laughs> I'm I'm getting my basic witch on, but I love it. Um, I really wanted something else to believe in that like could be true, so I went heavy into the Wicca and like the Wicca for the soul practitioner because really there weren't any covens to join when we were like fifteen. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh no! I was just gonna say we were such like (laughs) we were such like what what like the religious pamphlets warn you about. Just be like, if you don't believe in God, (laughs) you're gonna become a witch. And we were like, "Mm -hmm, yeah, sure, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) You're gonna wear a lot of eyeliner. You're gonna paint your nails black, and you're going to sit under a tree and think about all the beauty in the world because that's basically what it amounted to it is true it I uh, when I describe myself now I'm like I just say I'm like kind I don't I don't ascribe to any sort of like Wicca or anything like that anymore but like I just say I'm kind of witchy and by that I have a lot of candles in my room like that's it that's what it is I go on nature walks (laughs) like that's what it means to me yeah it's it's the same thing like I feel really at home in nature but only if I'm alone in nature I don't know if it's the same thing for you if someone's with me and I'm on a nature hike I'm like yeah yeah yeah, this is great uh I'm gonna go over there for like 10 minutes and try (laughs) to like feel some peace and at one with nature because I can't do it with other people around yeah I feel like well I mean I do enjoy it with other people but like just being able to stand and listen to like the leaves in the trees or something by myself is I would say, yeah, yeah, you're right. It is a lot more spiritual when you're by yourself than when you're with a group. That makes sense. I think that's good. I mean, I love that you said you were a basic witch because that, <laughs> I mean, that is even, even saying that that's just like, that is going to be on a Starbucks cup at some point. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've already seen it. I've seen the merch already. I'm, I'm not creative at all. So <laughs> I did not coin that term. Oh my goodness. That's uh that's very funny, but I mean, it's good that you, I mean, are more contemplative and stuff. It does kind of make me laugh that um, I guess that's how you talk about yourself. Because I feel like we were assholes in terms of our atheism. But I also feel like, were we that bad? I feel like we were very, um, 
like, okay, so we learned a lot about other religions and I feel like we were a lot more respectful of anything that wasn't Christianity, (laughs) (laughs) but that's where it is. is. But anything Christian, we were like, like laughing in people's face. I think it comes from like the backgrounds that we had in a way, because we had been brought up with that and it just was seemed so ridiculous at that point and when people tried to say yeah 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 but christianity you know the one true god it was just absolutely ridiculous uh, well yeah, it, because, yeah didn't we have so many people at the time not even just like our families but just in general who just like would not shut the fuck up about jesus i mean I, yeah the same didn't really happen for us with like islam or like hinduism right like but with christianity we had some like real loud folks just just saying the most for no reason about shit that I was like, you don't even know your own Bible. (laughs) Why? Like, why? And then also, I find that for in high school, especially, and like, I don't know that people would do this now. But it's like, why are you asking people to debate about gay marriage? Like in a class? Like, why is a teacher going like, let's talk about gay marriage? And it's like, but why do we need to debate? Like, why is this? a? Can we just like, it's the law. Can we move on? Why do we need to use... Anyway, I just thought it was ridiculous. It's true. I feel like we got into a lot of arguments about things like that because I feel like as teenagers and honestly as adults, I don't think we find religious arguments against basic human rights uh, valid. So I think we were just like (laughs) losing our minds, especially when we were teenagers. 100%. And we did have, there was, I don't know what it was, but we had a lot of classmates, I guess, who were very raised very christian like raised in the faith but yeah as you say like don't know their own bible that was a favorite asshole atheist pastime was to <laughs> quote the bible back at these people right so it's it, especially infuriating which I, I i don't need to explain to anybody but when somebody uses religion as an argument to deny somebody else rights but doesn't know even half of what their religious text actually says it's just so infuriating. Like I can't, I can't think of another word for it. Totally. I think, I think we were all kind of feeling like that, but like, God, they were, there were so many of them. It was so irritating. And like, I was like, why are we letting them speak? Teachers, sometimes teachers. I just, I'm like, I hope they're better now. I just hope they're, they're better. They might not be, but like, I really, I really hope so. Cause some of that shit was unnecessary. Caitlin, what do you, I mean, we've kind of already touched on this, but what do you think uh, are the societal effects of like faith in general? And religions. And religions, I guess. That's a good one. So something uh, I meant to say about my grandmother was that uh, her faith, yes, was a source of a lot of hate and vitriol, but also, especially as she got older, it was a place uh, where she found a lot of comfort. I know for, you know, millions of people or hopefully for millions of people, it is a source of comfort. And and we can all think of people that we know from high school where it was a source of comfort and it was where uh, a place where they acted from in good faith in a way. You you know what I'm trying to say? Mm -hmm. Like you think about, I don't want to say names. I guess you can bleep if it's, (laughs) if you want, but you think about Laura, like Laura was just a bright ray of sunshine and that bright ray of sunshine, like part of what fueled that was Jesus. And I think that's beautiful. And there are people out there where Jesus is a bright ray of sunshine that fuels them. And that's great. But on a whole, (laughs) religion has been responsible for some of the worst, if not all of the worst atrocities that man has committed. 
like you can trace crusades and wars and just terrible, terrible denying people fundamental human rights. People base that in religion or use religion as an excuse as well. If you think of all the terrible things that the Catholic Church did and continues to do, like in the past when they enslaved people and killed people, and now with all the terrible sexual assault that's happening, like you, it's it's hard to say what I think the societal effects of religion are. Like religion is embedded in every fiber of our Western society. And for the most part, it is to a detrimental effect. Um, do you think it's impacted? Like, cause you do, you're like a scientist and that's kind of your job. And, and do you really, I guess I wonder if you've seen, cause you've done a lot of work in terms of like working in labs and doing like experimentation and all sorts of other things but do you feel that it's like like impeded the work that's being done um kind of in the scientific world um not that I've experienced but my experience in science is limited so I wasn't someone who worked with stem cells for example Mm -hmm. uh we did work with cord blood uh which is a little different it's distinct so there were some qualms with people about donating uh, cord blood, but really nothing in in my field. Uh, I would say nothing in my field scientifically, but I worked in HIV and AIDS research and we can talk about the terrible impact of religion on the homosexual, LGBTQ uh, community and everything that's happened there. In my own personal experience, I think uh, very luckily that religion has not really had that big of an effect on on science, at least modern day science, definitely in the past. But I think science is a place where we're able to, in medical science, where we're able to separate those things. Mm -hmm. Now, if you want to talk about the political ramifications of research or what gets done with the science after the scientist has done it in a way, and the way that science is politicized, yes, religion really plays into that. We We see that all the time. And we see that in every way. Somehow climate change is a religious issue, right? Yeah. yeah why? Why? Yeah. Is why? Oh, I God. I, it's what does bananas. have to do with climate change? I think it's a thing where people believe that, like, they're given this earth, so they're allowed to do whatever they want with it, uh, I think. But also, I think it's just because, I mean, unfortunately, so much of, like, the evangelical community in the States, especially, I mean, this is international, but let's use them as an example, they've become so insanely, like, crazy Republican, and then they just can't uh, separate those values from their political values, and a lot of people also just, like, do what their church tells them, like, I know I have family members who definitely voted for Trump, um, because, right, because (laughs) their church told them to, or, and they just sort of go with the flow, and if everyone in your community is saying the same thing, you're like, of course I'm right, and so somehow climate change, well, I know why, because of corporations, but (laughs) climate change became part of this, and now it's somehow inextricably linked to God, and I'm like, guys, (laughs) what, please, let's, let's, let's parse this for five seconds. For us with the fossil fuels in the earth, and (laughs) God will provide for us. So if you have the faith in God that you should, you have the faith that everything will work out and that God has a plan for everything. So no matter what, I don't see, like, that's the argument, (laughs) but I don't understand what comes next. So no matter what, we have to continue on course. 
but use that argument for anything else. Like, okay, well then God also created Planned Parenthood. So why are you protesting outside of it? If everything is part of God's plan, that's also part of it. Exactly. This is why I literally, (laughs) I was like losing my mind uh, talking to other people about this sort of thing because it's like you reach a logic wall and you can't get past it because the person is not going to listen to you no matter what. You're like, no, well, if this means this, then that means that. And they're like, no, 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 God said this. And you're like, but you can't cherry pick your logic. And then there's just like this barrier that you can't reach and you can't continue to have a conversation with someone who's just like not going to listen. Yeah. I mean, speaking of like our asshole atheist phase, uh, Caitlin and I, well, Catherine as well, um, we're huge fans of Lewis Black. And he has that thing, that quote that he has, where he's like, you know, I tried to get into religion, but I have these things called thoughts. So it makes it really hard for me to be into this religion stuff. And I was like, oh my God, that's my favorite asshole atheist thing to say. But also it's kind of true because sometimes you said, I think people who like have a, a generally like a, like a curious or like inquisitive brain and personality have a hard time with religion because so much of it is like lacking in logic so we just kind of sit there trying to figure it out and it's just like we're never going to get there so why bother I remember Catherine trying to explain the importance of crusades to me and I'm it still boggles my mind (laughs) you gotta think of um like religious I don't know security and 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 having a certain place under your control as currency rather than just faith because it was faith but it was also currency you know, it yeah, matters if you're no. in control of the Holy Land. But that's never mind. Like- Why are we getting into it? Never mind. That's a whole <laughs> other episode. That's the Crusade episode we'll do one day. Um. <laughs> Ridiculous. But anyway, I mean, I feel like I feel like we've discussed things well and have been not like high fiving as much as as we could. So we're you know we're keeping it. We haven't been slam dunking as hard as we should. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to be fair here. You know, we're keeping it together, so it's fine. It's fine fine totally fine and also i feel like we've all i feel like um we were all like uh what's that guy's name we were all like bill maher asshole atheists when we were teenagers yeah and now we're just like it's cool it's fine it's fine no big deal because whenever i see people like that who will be like rude to someone to their face about religion i'm just like man just like dial it back dial it back you don't need to be a zealot about not being religious i know i mean i did spend most of my university i mean we talked about this but i did spend most of my university time writing art like papers about how religion was important i was like i don't think this why am i doing this and so (laughs) I mean, Catherine, you probably, I mean, you definitely did the same thing. That was your whole fucking degree. Religion is important. I just don't believe (laughs) in it. (laughs) Whatever. Anyway, it's it's important. So like throughout history, important socioeconomic power struggle thing. You can't talk about history without talking about religion. But I think now you just can't talk about religion at all without it getting super political either. So it's just hard. And if we're going to be kind and not be assholes to people, then, you know, you just kind of got to let it go unless they're protesting at a pride parade or (laughs) doing something so obviously hateful. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, just let it go. Yeah. So Caitlin, do you have any sort of final thoughts on how you, 
or sort of where you've gotten to with religion and how you feel about it? Yeah, it's, it's a really complex topic, obviously. Um, so my thoughts for other people, oh, I hate this quote, but it is so good. Like it's so apt, I guess. It's not a good quote, but you know, religion is like having a penis. It's fine <laughs> if you have one. I don't really care, but please stop telling me about it and please don't try to shove it down anybody's throat. <laughs> Good. That is a very good one, actually. Yeah, that's a great quote. Please send no unsolicited religion dick pics my way. Thousand percent. Like, like I said, for some people, it's a source of light and comfort in their lives. For a lot of people, it's a source of hate and vitriol, or a way to justify their hate and vitriol. So, for myself, I try to be kind. I try to, as much as I can, not judge other people for their religious beliefs, unless they are trying to shove it down my throat or unless they are trying to use it as a way to take away somebody else's rights and freedoms. And, and in that case, that's definitely a time when I'm speaking up. That's good. Yeah. That's great. That's lovely. So that was wonderful. Caitlin, thank you so much for being on this episode. And we'd also like to extend our thanks to the goose who would like to remain anonymous for whatever yeah. reason. Oh, it's the most angry I've been about <laughs> anonymity ever. I'm like, what's your problem? Anyway. So he doesn't have his social media, but Caitlin, would you like to put yours? Sure. And, and thank you guys for letting me come on again. So my social media is Kate Ray Ann, which is mostly right now just reposts of a lot of indigenous land back stuff. <laughs> uh, occasionally something that I'm baking, uh, much more exciting. And you may have heard them throughout parts of this episode is my cat's Instagram, which is Arcus uh, Cirrus and uh, follow for lots of cute cat pictures and videos of their antics. And yeah, that's me. Yeah, and I am BCC Williams, basically everywhere. Um, I have like, yeah, brand continuity, even though I don't use many of my platforms. But yeah, BCC Williams for pictures of my cats and food that I've made, usually. And then our Instagram is I'd kill a spider, number four letter U. What the fuck is it? Oh my God, I like had a blank. Okay, yeah, our right. Instagram, no, 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 that's our Twitter. Oh, our Twitter fun. is I'd kill a spider number four letter U and our Instagram is I'd kill a spider for you. And you, Carmen? Um, it is, oh wow, I'm all awesome. fine. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know who or where we are. No, <laughs> Carmen underscore Maria 416 um, is my Instagram. Uh, if you want uh, random uh, mental health resources, uh, funny videos, and just me being uh, angry, and that's it. Oh gosh, we also forgot. We, we've been trying to remember to do recommendations, so I'm going to give a quick recommend. I'm going to recommend you read the Bible. It is a hoot and a holler. It's a great <laughs> time. I'm going to fully, my recommendation for this week is the Bible. That's a great recommendation, Catherine. Um, recommendations, I guess, for myself. Um, I'm trying to think of, of any recommendations that I have for this week. I guess I started watching Gotham last week. <laughs> oh, my. A thing to recommend? Uh, it's terrible. It's very corny and cheesy, uh, but I somehow can't stop watching it. And I've stayed up until like two in the morning watching it for like the last girl week or so. And I just don't know why it's so bad. As I watch it, I'm like, damn, this is awful. Give it a, give it a, if you liked Once Upon a Time. 
for those two people who really liked Once Upon a Time. It's true, though. It's the exact same level of cheesy. This is not good, but I will keep watching. Exactly. Exactly. I, I will say to tie into, like, our high school lives, not that that was, like, a big focus, but you know who's on that show, Carmen? Milo Ventimiglia. I know. The I love saw. of my life. On the Gotham? Home? Yeah, he comes yeah. in. Oh, God, who knew? Yeah, I was really shocked. He plays a really good serial killer. Milo Ventimiglia, man. If you're out on the road, feeling lonely. Hit a girl. So cold. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All you have to do is call my name. This, this is not a, a Gilmore Girls podcast. <laughs> All right. Thank you, that everybody. The one I will start with your Gilmore Girls podcast. <laughs>